Today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get two free MP3s of your master. So check it out. Let me know what you think. But most importantly, let Lander know that Straight Out the Den sent you. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Raps and Hustles. Go to rapsandhustles.com right now. That's R-A-P-S-A-N-D-H-U-S-T-L-E-S.com right now. Uh, They have reposting services. Uh, If you're in the tri-state area, they do provide video services there for you. Uh, There's a lot of things that they provide, but most importantly, you need to go there right now and let them know that Straight Out the Den sent you. Once again, that's rapsandhustles.com. Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. Um, today on the podcast, man, I have a very special guest. Uh, the homie is, what, 20 years old, man? 20-year-old MC out of uh, Virginia. And um, one of those artists that just really has a sound that, you know, it, it captures you. You know what I mean? Like, you have music that's out there that, you know, people are doing some of the similar things, but you have an artist when, when you hear the music and it's really, it touches you. It's, it's like, it's my duty uh, to get that person on the line here. So help me welcome. And I know, I know you just told me how to really pronounce the last name. I'm probably going to slaughter it again. So please forgive me, but Mark Shray, is that right? Yeah. All right, cool. Mark Mark Shray, man. Welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here, man. Definitely, definitely, man. So, like, you know, we're going to jump right into it, man. Like, um, being an artist from, from Virginia and Fredericksburg, I'm trying to think, where is that, like, in relation to, I guess that's still DMV area, though, right? Yes, it's still okay. DMV. Um, Fredericksburg is smack dab in the middle between Washington, D.C. and Richmond, Virginia. Okay, okay. So, Fredericksburg is one hour away from D.C. and one hour away from Richmond. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're definitely right in the middle. And, you know, I was thinking about I was like, man, I know this for, for certain because um, I've taken quite a few trips to D.C., right? And um, either I'm driving or even in what I like to do, this is crazy, but, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that I like to, uh, I like to save money, man. So the flights are always cheaper to fly into um, Richmond. And, like, most of the times I like to rent a car, so it's like I just rent a car out of Richmond and just drive up. Uh, I hate dealing with that traffic, but, yeah, I've definitely been through uh, Fredericksburg quite a few times when making that drive, man. So it's all clicking for me now. It's all clicking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so answer this for me, man. Being being from where you, you're from, you know, like you say, you're, you're, out, you're right there in the middle, like an hour away from uh, D.C., um, but your sound is not necessarily what we've come to know as like the DC sound. You know what I mean? Like you have your own unique vibe. And, and I know the record uh, that, that we heard that really caught our attention was to save it for later. Right. This is a record. You released this thing like what, three or four months ago. Um, and, and it's just been one of those records that's kind of, you know, it, it, it caught legs and, and it's really moving on, on the Internet. It's like, what, something almost 50,000 spins on this thing, man. So it's definitely moving for you. But give me some background history on, on, on the record itself, because I know you've been working for quite some time now. But how did you come to create this record? And specifically, what is this record? Um, what has it done for you currently in your career? Okay, so the song itself is, is, very, is not my normal type of work. It's very different. So 
you know, I grew up, I don't want to say I grew up because I'm still pretty young, but I have older brothers and they always played old classic 90s hip hop. And I started listening to underground hip hop when I first started. And then I branched up into this new age of music. And I guess I just felt like, you know, I was just surfing the web one day, hearing a couple of these artists, and I was like, you know what, how about I just make a track that's pretty awesome, or at least different from what I normally make. So I just found this beat one day from this producer, and I was like, you know what, let me just work on this. So I just wrote something, and then I recorded it, and then I was like, you know what, let me just put some auto-tune on it, and just it just came up to be that song. Um, and then I just released it, and then it slowly gained views. Um, but it was more than me just releasing it and gaining views. Okay, it so went into went into how I marketed the song. But you can go ahead, Shane, with you were saying. No, that's that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Um, as far as the marketing, like what marketing techniques did you take? Uh, because like we're going to be fair here, right? Like. When it comes to building a presence online, that's the number one question. People want to know, how do I get people to listen to my song on SoundCloud? Like, how do I get people to listen, press play on my music? And, and you're somebody that, you know, this song is only four months old and, and you're at 50,000. And, and I think that those are realistic numbers. Uh, they're not like, you know, of course, you would want to have a million views or more. But um, the fact that you're at this number now, you're, you're basically building a, a fan base of 10, you know, 10,000 plus listens a month. And so that those are real numbers, you know, so people want to know, like, what, what went into your marketing campaign of making that happen? Well, for that song, honestly, like multiple artists out there already who do that from time to time, not saying that some of those artists are good or bad, but, you know, tons of people do it. And I'll come. I'll admit that it's clickbait, <laughs> mm -hmm. clickbaiting people on YouTube, and it it works. It's 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 good and bad. It's it's fifty fifty in my opinion. Okay. Um, so give me give me the the uh, the the good of clickbait and, and an example of what you did to use um, for clickbait for people on, on this particular song. What what was it specifically? Okay, so what I was doing was I was on YouTube one day, and I I found this video, and I clicked on it, and I thought it was a certain particular artist, a famous mm -hmm. artist that we all know, which is Post Malone. So I clicked on it, and I heard it, and I was like, this is not, it sounds like Post, but it's not fully Post. So then I read some of the comments, and I found out it was a completely other artist. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should try this to help market my stuff because in the past I, I purchased ads or I made ads and, and ran ads on Twitter and Facebook to help get my name out there and it helped a little but it didn't help in the way that I, I wanted it to help <laughs> so mm -hmm. what I did was I just I just got on the computer and and uh, got a couple pictures of Post Malone and and uh, Kanye West and I made a, a mp4 video with my song save it for later in it and i titled the video post malone save it for later featuring kanye west i posted it up on youtube and then you know three or four days went by and it got like maybe 800 to 1800 views 
you know, nothing much. Mm-hmm. Then about a week, a, a week goes by, and I, you know, I check it every other day, or almost every day, and you know, it slowly grew. And then one day it went to you know six thousand, and then a couple days later eighteen thousand. And I, you know, I was like, wow, this is pretty, this is going pretty good. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's at thirty three thousand, and then sixty some thousand. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then. Next thing you know, it's at three hundred and some thousand, and and now it's at one point six million. <laughs> and it it's that's the good thing about it, I guess. It you use somebody else's name, and this I dropped this right before Post Malone dropped his August twenty fourth or August twenty sixth mixtape. Mm-hmm. It's like a week before he dropped that. I, I feel like I did it at the right time because once he dropped it, everybody was searching him, and then it just came up. Because I, I I was reading comments and a lot of people were like, um, crap, what were, what were they like? They were, um, you know, there was tons of positive comments and negative comments, but the negative comments were just people who were mad at being clickbaited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, how can I put it? Hmm. So let me let me ask you this then, right? So. Um... In the midst of, of that happening, explore or explain the, the bad um, for that, because I get it what you're saying. That the good part was, you know, people listen to the record, you know, one point six million people. That's that's not a number to look over. That's a, that's a lot of people listening to the record itself, uh, which is, is a great thing for the exposure. So kind of walk us through the bad of, of having, you know, using Post Malone and Kanye West's name as, um, you know, for, for the record. Yeah. Um, it, it, okay, so in my opinion, there isn't really much bad at all. But after talking with somebody else that I was working with at that time with with that whole clickbait video situation, um, they were telling me that a lot of the fan base, a lot of the people who check out that song, yeah, they might like the song, but they won't put in the slight effort or work to try and find that the original artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could lose the the, the baddest is possibly you could lose some fans in the process. And I can understand most people won't do it, you know, but this is why for me, I try to make it as easy as possible for fans to, to, uh, to find my music. You know, I put my SoundCloud link to the song, to my song in the link of the, in, in a link in the description of the video. So, you know, even if they scroll down one or two, you know, little inches, it'll be right there. They can click on it. And also adding annotations to the actual video itself. You know, 30 seconds in, it pops up and says, um, subscribe. So if they want to click on it, it'll subscribe. It'll take them right to my actual Mark Trey YouTube channel. And then they'll be like, oh, well, is this the guy who did it? And then they subscribe or they just click and, and they find out that I'm, I'm, I'm the original person. Or, um, you know, once I release the video for Save It For Later, they will, uh, I'll put an annotation on this Post Malone Save It For Later video saying, you know, watch music video here. And then they could click on it and it bring them to my video. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Go so, ahead. Honestly, in my opinion, there's not much bad, but I can understand how it can be bad. And that's, it can only be bad if you don't put in a little extra effort to 
make sure your fans can find you with ease. You know, because somebody's only going to try, but so hard to try and find this person. You know, yeah, they might like the song, they might like the video or add it to their playlist, but if they, you know, they might think it's still Post Malone or somebody else. Um, but if you, you know, you try to make it as easy as possible for them so that they can, they can find you and then come subscribe to your channel and watch your other content that you have. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and, and it really brings up a question for me that I want to really go over with you. Um, how is how do you feel about, I, I guess, the confusion that is causing the consumer? Because on one hand, the song is being heard, right? Which that's that's great that the music is being heard. I guess the biggest thing that that I have. Um, in my head that I'm thinking about is that people fall in love with the song, but they don't fall in love with you. Do you, you see what I'm saying there? So it's kind of like they love the record, but they, they is to make those connections of that, you know, Mark Shree, you know, or Shrey, excuse me, um, on the record, you know, how, how do you really focus on, on that, that connection? Because I know you can do the annotations and, and you can put the link in there, but, out of the 1.6 million people that, that have heard the record on YouTube, it's kind of like, you know, just trying to think in my head, like, how many of those people have translated to fans of, of you, knowing who you are? Do you, you know what I mean? Could you Is that something that you can answer? Yeah. Um, well, that, that, that can be another, another thing um, um, when it comes to you know, another bad thing. And you're right. Most most fans will never really know me or, you know, go forth trying to find who, who I am. Mm -hmm. um, so that's up to the fan, the person who, the listener, the audience. You know, I can't have them all I can do is just keep putting out content and hope that they come and find me or listen to me and, and like my music and get to know me as an artist. This is another a, a reason why I also put a lot of myself in my music so that, you know, when they hear a song, they'll be like, oh, well, I understand this dude. I've, I've been through the same things he's been through. And, but that goes into something a little more different from the clickbait. But... Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm trying to think like there's there's a theory in music, right, that I like to call uh, getting people in the car. Right. And, and so here, here's my theory. And I'll share it with you. Uh, when you what's the one thing that a person can't do once they get in your car? Right. You're driving your car. They're on the passenger side. Once they get in the car, just, uh, you know, what's something that you personally feel that that they can't do once they get inside of your car? That's a question for you that I want you to answer. If you're moving, they can't get out. <laughs> okay so that's that's unless one thing yeah they can't get out right yeah unless they're willing to leap out of the moving vehicle <laughs> absolutely absolutely so you know um and to take that a step further the one thing that a person you know for me like I'm, I'm a huge fan of like controlling the radio right so more than likely you can't change the channel um once you get inside of my car like unless i give you permission to like hey hold down the aux cord or you know you know on a road trip or whatever. But for the most part, when somebody gets in your car, they can't change the station. But the, the key is you got to get them in the car. So to use what you said, 
they're not going to get out of a moving vehicle, right? So, but you got to yeah. figure out a way to get them in. So I get it with the clickbait. You're using that to get them in the car with you. So once they're in the car, now they can listen to your music and listen to what you have. And, you know, that that comes into play with the project, like, you know, Weirdo, that, that came out. And then you have some more current music with uh, Paper and, and The Note Better. But, you know, I, I'm thinking that's what, what's going on. Like, hey, let me give you guys a reason to get in the car with me. And once you're in here, I, I have your attention now. Here's what I really want you to hear type thing. And then you, now you start playing them uh, the music. And now they're starting to find out like, oh, no, this guy is actually dope. I know he got me with the clickbait. Like, you got me. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Joke's on me. Like, you got me. But there's actually something to offer here. So I get what you're doing. I, I understand it. I understand the direction that you're taking it with it. Um for you, uh, on, on the music front, what else uh, do you have in, in place uh, once you get people's attention, like, you know, music-wise? What, what's the plan further down the road once you have everyone's attention? Well, for me personally, I like to teach. I, I, I would love the world to be a better place, mm -hmm. and I like to help everybody succeed or prosper in any way. So... In all of my music, I always have a, a message, a deep message in pretty much 90% of all of my music. There's very few songs that I make that don't have a message at all. But then that's, you know, that's just when I'm just rhyming, you know, just killing it on the track. But I, I try to teach people things, I, whether it's, you know, politics, or not even politics, just, you know, world issues or or just, you know, being one with yourself and understanding who you really are. So I try to teach people as much as possible. And if you go back and listen to even my, my past project, the Widow Mixtape, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll hear things about, you know, the government, and you also hear things about how people act and and, and why they do it and, and you know, issues or things that people deal with on a daily, whether it's depression or or you know, anxiety or something with their family, you know, parents and just are being broke, you know, even just everything. I try to make something that the listeners can understand and relate to. I, I always try to do that, and I, and I always try to teach as much as possible. That's dope, man. That's, that's definitely the place. You know, being an artist, you have a responsibility. And, you know, your voice is, is something that people can't take lightly you know what i mean like you you have a responsibility you're on the microphone and you have people attention so w once you have their attention it, it's up to you to give them you know what you want to give them and i think that's so dope that you're saying that you know you want to focus on trying to help change the world and and um help make this world a better place because i i definitely think there's room uh to do so um you know, before we get out of here, though, man, I, I definitely want to ask you um, about specifically um, your your career and, and your your um, the path that you you've taken um, here shortly, like being an artist from Virginia and um, really making your music stretch. Like I'm in Atlanta and I heard your music, and you know that's the beauty of the internet, being able to have your music go everywhere. You know, um, your your style specifically. Is there something that you want to do uh, to really get people attention? Um, with the music or, you know, the the message, like overall, what is the, the I guess, the underlining um, um, subject that the message that you're getting across with an album like Weirdo, you know what I mean? Is, is what, what is, explain that to me, you know what I mean? Like, what is that? 
Okay, well, for the weirdo mixtape, that was that was really just my how I felt about everything that's going on within myself and throughout the world, um, and and me portraying myself as someone who's weird and different in society, and that that whole project's just my my view on life. Um, and just how I feel about things. And now that I'm officially, now that I drop Save for Later and then I have, I'm slowly gaining a following, my next project's going to be more about me being officially on the come up and and uh, still dreaming of being at the top. Um, but I'll, I'll go into that when we get closer to my me dropping the project. <laughs> yeah yeah no i got you i got you I, I see it's a plan in place man you don't you don't want to give away too much you know you, you're trying to um slowly will everybody in so i i definitely can understand that definitely can understand that um so look man definitely tell the people how can they connect with you man if they want to reach you if they want to um, reach out for a feature if they want to hear the music what's the best way for people to contact you probably via soundcloud you know you can go to soundcloud and Find me, actually, it's be soundcloud.com slash, let's see here, soundcloud, soundcloud slash mark underscore Shrey, which is S-R-E. Um, you could go to my Twitter, which is at mark underscore Shrey again. <laughs> Instagram is, is just mark Shrey, no underscore, all one word. And uh, you guys can follow me on my Snapchat as well. I believe that is uh, just Mark Shrey again, unless it's Mark underscore Shrey. Have to check real quick. All right, cool, man. So look, bro, I appreciate you um, calling in on on the show, man. Um, and we, we look forward to the new music, bro. Definitely, definitely look forward to the new music. So uh, with that being said, I'm Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. Um, as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. Uh, he's um, Mark, Mark Shway. Sh- Shrey. Yeah, I know, man. That S. Look, come on, man. The S R E. That is it's hard for me. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm Jay no, Good. Yeah. I'm Jay Good at Straight Out The Den, man. And we out of here, man. Appreciate you, bro. All right. You have a good one. This episode was brought to you by the Indie Creative Network.